Welcome to Engagement Matters, the podcast for business professionals who want to effectively engage with stakeholders and increase the productivity of their teams. Brought to you by JHW Corporate Training. For more resources and to subscribe to the show, visit jhw.com.au. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Engagement Matters podcast. My name is Christina Cantors and today I am joined again by Ralph Muir-Morris, who is the lead facilitator at JHW. He's joining us this week instead of John, who I'm sure is off having a fabulous bike ride. Now, we've been talking about in the last couple of episodes about the personality compass and how you can engage better with people from different with different personality styles. Make sure you listen to episodes 10 and 11. In episode 10, we introduced the personality compass. And in episode 11, we discussed in detail how to communicate with a power and control person. In this episode, we're moving on to the quadrant, which we call vision and visibility. So please welcome Ralph. Hi, Ralph. (laughs) Hi, Christina. Thanks very much. Uh, Yes, it's the exciting, energetic, wonderful world of vision and visibility. And uh, this is the home of Richard Branson and a whole range of other folk who inspire us, who motivate us, who lead us. And so vision and visibility um, are well seen, well recognized, well acknowledged. Like the other groups, only make up a quarter of the world, but they don't mind being noticed. They don't mind being out there. And they're entrepreneurial, uh, risk-taking mavericks often. And so it's it's a, a really interesting world. You, you find quite a few CEOs who are vision and visibility, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. But these people are easy to see and fun to be with. How can we spot them? They dress to stand out. They're looking to enhance their brand, uh, their personal brand, as well as their corporate brand. And it's really about that image, and it's about uh, – we're on this fantastic journey, come with me, we're down the road and there's a prize that waits at the end. So it's quite um, it's quite intriguing, it's lots of fun, it's a little bit risky and people get excited and get energised and want to follow them. Mm. Do they? And, and I can imagine they've got big smiles and wanting to say hi to people and ask them how's your weekend and all that. All, all that. Absolutely, very personable. Uh, when they want to be. It's a sort of a selective fascination in you, but really they're all about the bigger picture and, and helping everybody get down the path because they know where they're going and they want to inspire other people. So they they build on their network, they build on their relationships to get things done. They work with and through other people. Mm. I think it's important to note that they are on this relationship side of the quadrant. We mentioned earlier or in an early, the earlier episodes, we've got these four quadrants and on the right side, we've got the relationships focused people. And then on the left, we've got the more results and task focused people. So the vision visibility is on that relationship side. So it's less about the outcome and the task, but it's, it's more about is everyone having fun? Is it going to be a great time? And are we going to achieve amazing things together? Well, absolutely. There's this wow thing that needs to happen. They don't want to do anything ordinarily. They want to stand out. So if they're heading a project, it's got to have some real clout. It's got to have some real pizzazz. And if they can achieve that, then they're very, very happy. Um, it is about the relationships they build with people. They're not necessarily worried about being technical experts. They know there are plenty of those about and they can call on them. It's really about getting to know everybody. Um, why is it important that we learn how to communicate well with a vision and visibility person? 
Well, they do have a fair share of decision-making in the corporate world and they will be senior managers in, in a lot of organisations. They're also very influential. They know everybody. If, um, if I think about the difference between being a Westerner, as we would call them, and being very task-focused and, and a vision and visibility, an Easterner with that kind of move-ahead uh, thought process, most of us apply for jobs by seeing it on Seek or LinkedIn or whatever, filling out the cover sheet, tarting up our resume and sending it off. That's not how V&Vs work. V&Vs network with the who's who, get to know people and get tapped on the shoulder. So they get the next job not based on uh, an application they put forward but somebody knowing them and thinking, hey, he or she would be great for this role. Mm. So it's a very different way of working. Uh, Some would say, you know, it's uh, a triumph of style over substance but it's more about... I took the time and effort to get to know people, understand what was going on for them, and I have this strong network of uh, people I can work with. Yeah, so there's there's ways in which they could help you. If you can build a good relationship with them mm. and you share with them what it is that you want or need, there's a high chance they'll be able to say, hey, I know so-and-so, I know all these people, I'll put you in touch with blah, 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 that could actually help you further your career. Absolutely. Um, at the... Um, I belong to a tennis club. I'm the president of East Malvern. And the guy that looks after our sponsorships is very much vision and visibility. And he's got um, uh, a company in this space. And in no amount of time at all, he was managed to get us three major sponsors, a couple of minor sponsors, and all out of nothing. And it's really about who he knew and who he knew to go and talk to and then creating this exciting opportunity for people to come and pay us money. So uh, this is this is a great skill. I mean, to be able to inspire the troops and connect with people across all sorts of industries and all sorts of spaces, this is a, a real asset. And if we're not that sort of person, then we really do need these people to help us. Mm. And and touching on that, if we're not vision and visibility, you've talked a lot about what strengths they have and what's good about them, which is which is great. There's lots of good things about them. What are the other things that irritate the people from the other quadrants about the V&V? Well, when you listen to a V&V talking, it, it, they seem to jump all over the place. They seem to be uh, not making a connection from one subject to another. But in fact, they're quite clear where they're going. They're just making mental leaps uh, in their conversation. And they tend to think out loud and they tend to, to uh, solve problems out loud. So you're kind of wondering where it's all going, but there's always an end to the journey. And if you can let them talk and you can, and let them vocalise, then they're going to, A, appreciate you and B, want to help you in return. Mm. And what are the biggest challenges that V&Vs face? Well, they are very big picture. So the detail can be um, something that trips them up. And if they don't ask somebody who's more detail-focused to check this out, then you know, you're likely to have... Um, messages with typos, you're likely to have small things not happening because they just kind of forgot to do that bit. And they just go ahead with the project and go do things without thinking through how it's actually going to get done. Yeah, it's a really big picture stuff. So, you know, we'll put a man on the moon. Not quite sure how, but, you know, (laughs) somebody will manage. They'll fire a rocket. (laughs) We'll we'll work it out as we go. They they do kind of um, come out smelling like roses even if they do get into trouble. They are risk takers and, of course, they want to push the boundaries. They want to do things that have never been done and go to places that have never been gone to and and every now and then they fall short because they overstretch. 
Um, and some people will go, well, that was foolhardy and that was a bit silly. And as long as they keep that risk um, management under control, they're fine. But sometimes they can just push the boundary a little bit too far. They get a little bit uh, creative with some of their stories. Um, their humour can be a little bit on the edge. And so they just need to be aware that for some people, that much risk-taking, you know, socially and otherwise, is a bit of a challenge. Mm. Now tell us how we can actually go about communicating with a V&V if we want to have a great relationship with them and if we want to get them on board with our ideas. This is very much about friendship, connection, relationship. And so we need to establish what we've got in common with them. What What is our common ground? What can we chat about? Is it the football? Is it being a parent? Is it being um, the member of some society? What are the common interests? What can we chat about? V&Vs love to chat. So uh, as somebody from another quadrant, you don't have to talk a lot, you know, because once they get going, they get very excited and they chat away merrily. The hardest thing for the rest of us is to just let them go, <laughs> to stop stop being so concerned about, oh, shouldn't we be doing this and shouldn't we be doing that? No, we should be having fun and they should be able to uh, discuss freely where they're going, what their thought process is, what their aspirations are. And you can, and I've done this. I've spent, you know, 50 minutes out of 60 listening and chatting about stories and things and other bits and pieces. And in the last few minutes, what typically happens is a VNV will say, Oh, so what did you need me to do? And where did I sign? And that's really how business runs. So it's all about that relationship and that visionary stuff. And that should really dominate a conversation in terms of the time allocation. And once you get that right, it's fun. But you have to relax. You have to go on the merry-go-round. You know, you have to enjoy the roller coaster ride uh, and not try to contain them, pull them back, you know, uh, trip them up. Let them go. Let's have a look. Let's see where this ends up. Uh, it's very energizing. It's a lot of fun. And you do get things done. The only thing I'd say is with a senior manager, you need to look for their PA or their 2IC or the person that does the detail bit. Because when they've gone, yeah, fabulous, let's just do it, then you need somebody who actually does it. So um, there'll always be somebody there to deliver, somebody that will, you know, pull the levers. What do you do if you have a meeting with a VNV and it's an important meeting and you need to get through a lot of business stuff, a lot of decisions that need to be made, but they're spending all their time talking about what they did on the weekend and where they're going on, on holiday and, and all of that stuff. How, but if you, if you can't reel them in and, and, and sort of kill their fun, how do you actually get them to focus on the task at hand and, and get the stuff done because you might have another, you might have a, a parent control boss as well who's on your back about getting the results. What do you do then? They will do whatever you need them to do if they're enjoying the relationship. So um, you can let them go for a very long time. I would have what you needed done all in a nice little neat bundle and say, hey, look, just before we go, there are these four things. I'm happy to do A, B and C. If you tell me who to talk to, we'll get X, Y, and Z done. They don't really want to dive into the detail. And if you're prepared to pick that up, work with their 2IC or whoever it is in the business that makes things happen, then they'll just go, sure, whatever. We kind of think that we have to get a, an answer to every individual thing. No, they just want a, somebody to fly the rocket to the moon and they're not really fussed about who's flying it. As long as it gets there and it looks good, 
it's all it's all fine. So suspending that need to satisfy my agenda is really important. Um, I, an example we had, <clears throat> I was asked to be the the subject matter expert for a program that was being offered to a large manufacturing group. The head of HR in Australia interviewed us, um, myself and the business development manager, and it was very clear that this lady was vision of visibility. And so rather than do the good SME thing and take her through you know, page one, day one, through to page 50, day three, I simply said, well, there's a number of concepts we cover. I'm sure you'd be familiar with this one and this one, to which, of course, she said yes. And then I asked a few more questions and away she went. And 45 minutes later, she was still talking. Uh, in the end, we walked out and we had the deal. Now, why were we there? Well, we were there to get the deal. So it's um, it's what you're focusing on. Are you focusing on inputs or are you focusing on outputs? V&Vs need to talk. And if you shut them down too soon, you won't get what you want. If they're having fun, that one hour could be one and a half hours, could be two hours, you know, depends how much fun they're having. Uh, so don't feel like you're going to be constrained. Mm. 60 minutes is just that for a power and control. It's not for a vision of visibility. Tell me about how we go about communicating to a VMV if we're delivering a presentation. Mm. Well, these are big picture visual people. So imagery is fantastic. Giving them an idea of where we're going. If we demonstrate that we know what the journey is about and we see a prize at the end of the rainbow, as it were, that will connect well. I'm happy to just use pictures. I don't actually need to use words. The words are a little bit superfluous. If I've got a couple of good images, mountaintop, peloton, whatever it might be, that sends that message and I can talk to that and we can discuss that, that is going to be really powerful. If I start bringing out spreadsheets and other bits and pieces, I'll watch them not off. Uh, graphs. Graphs. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it has to be high level, high level and visual. Mm. Let's talk about when they get stressed because something that I've learned about our best personality traits can also be our worst personality traits when we become anxious or stressed or put in high-pressure situations. So how does that apply to a V&V? V&Vs are all about the relationship. They're all about networks and building relationships and they rely on the people within those networks to help them out and vice versa. So if somebody lets them down, they feel personally disappointed. They felt feel personally let down. Like, you did this to me, why would you do this? It's, I thought you were my friend (laughs) and you so-and-so, you let me down. So you can get a lot of colourful language and all sorts of things suddenly thrown at you and if you're not expecting it, it can be a bit of a shock. Some of us would think it was a terrible thing and make all sorts of value judgments, but being called names by a V&V for me is kind of amusing because I know if I wait five minutes or so, they'll come back and we'll all be friends again and it'll be fine. It's a little vent that they have, but they vent personally because it's about the personal relationship. Mm. As opposed to people on the other side of the quadrant where it would be venting about this did get done on time and it's about the, the actual result. Your power and control would be banging the desk and saying finish it by five. The V&V will be going, you fool, what were you doing? And that's the important difference. Mm, Love it. Thanks so much, Ralph, for sharing that about the vision and visibility quadrant. I'm sure a lot of people listening are thinking, hmm, I know some people like that. So hopefully we've given them some ideas on how to communicate and engage with them better. Now, Ralph, you'll be back next week, won't you? 
I will indeed. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about which quadrant? Friendship and collaboration? Subject matter experts. Subject matter experts. Okay. Next. We've got two more episodes to go. So we hope you've enjoyed this and we'll see you next week. My name's Christina Cantors and this has been the Engagement Matters Podcast. Thank you for listening to Engagement Matters, the podcast brought to you by JHW Corporate Training. To download free resources or to join one of our public engagement skills workshops, visit jhw.com.au.